it's the friendly fire show episode 158 for the start of august 2020 i am your single solitary host i've i've done it for years on my own it's been tireless my name's steve That's from true. survivor and with me is you know what? very oh sorry special guest do you want i'm talk? not gonna be special guest anymore i've decided that in the event that we ever get a guest we should let them have the honor so i want to step down back to the measly rank of host or occasional host then joining from survivor long time mm. long time co-host now that he's gotten off his pedestal yeah ben salter also That's from it. survivor hi ben hello steve it's nice to be here uh it... back on zoom <laughs> that's where i live ben some mm. of us don't get to leave the house right now well i thought we had it pretty rough because we've gone from 100 people in your house which i don't know how anyone would ever do that down oh. to 50 for about a week and now we're down to 10 all because Victoria is ravaged with coronavirus. So, well, my house is down to two and cool. no one else. So, yeah, I think you have a little more serious than I do. Welcome to stage four, Ben. Locked um, in the house. Pretty much. Um, curfew from eight to five. Not that I would go Ooh. out at those times because I'm old and it's, I'm fine. I'm good with that. But um, I, I was confused. I think on tuesday it was it's also been super duper cold around here so i was like do i get to do exercise now and they were saying you if you were covid positive you couldn't go up for exercise mm. well duh I but i somehow a rule. well yeah but like there was something about that in one of the press conferences and i got like really confused and thought that i couldn't go out to exercise any longer whereas we can for an hour a day so i'm like oh i don't have to go for a run today oh what a shame um Turns out I still can go for a run. So I, I've done that the last couple of days. But it's also been freezing. And it's that thing where I can go for a run without a mask, but I feel bad about it. So I like carry a mask with me. And if I run past someone that I can't like steer well clear of, I'll like put the mask to my face, but not actually use it. And I've probably contaminated the mask by doing the thing that I've just done anyways. I don't know. It's a weird... Yeah, we're not in the mask times yet, so we just walk around as normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's the weird thing where I have glasses, obviously, and if I wear my glasses with the mask, I definitely will fog up my glasses. But if I put on contacts instead, mm -hmm. I might fiddle with my contact. So do you get fog up your glasses and never see, or do you just like put Corona right right into your eye? Like I don't I don't know. Do you know, side topic. I had to go get new contact lenses for the first time in about eight years because the ones I have aren't made anymore by anyone. And the optometrist is like, okay, these ones are a bit too tight. I didn't even know they could be too tight in your eye, but apparently they can be. Yeah. And he said the alternative will be too loose because the perfect size for you, which you had, doesn't exist by any manufacturer anymore. So just try it. And if it gets stuck in your eye or if it hurts, come back and we'll change it. What random what is happening? Like, what contacts were you using? It's just the specific size. It's like oh. 0.2 different now, either way. I've had the same like contact brand size and like the, the prescription is varied, but like, yeah, it's I haven't had the, an actual eye test in years, but like, it's not the, um, the brand. It's like the type is discontinued the base diamond or whatever. So you have weird shaped Ugh. eyes is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the new ones you gave me seem fine. So that'll, that'll do. Well, there you go. You don't have to wear a mask yet. Yet. I feel like, no. it, I feel like that's a yet, though. Yeah. I feel like it's, until we have a cure, like we're basically just going to dip in and out of different stages of mm. complete catastrophic 
economic danger. But hey, I'm being a pessimist because I'm in stage four lockdown right now. Yeah, well, I'm not. So I'm still quite positive. Yeah, how was the have, footy, Ben? How was have, going to outside and like getting overpriced beers and shit? Well, I, I did get one actually, but the, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. People don't follow the distancing. So at that point in time, we were allowed to have up to 20,000 people in a stadium. Uh, this weekend, it's down to 10, I think, or nine or something. Are you still uh, going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in priority one. I got the ticket again. I think it will be better. I think people will, you have a row between you and in front of you free. So yeah, it's not while you're watching it, it's a problem. It's the people lining up for a beer who are pushing through. Going to an event where there's like less people than before and less people than before than before is like my, like, that is my dream event to go to. Hmm. Like not like for exclusivity, just because like, I don't like interacting with people though. I'm at the point where I've barely seen anyone physically in months and i i'm desperate for just like physical contact that's not my husband which is not that sounds bad but you know what i mean yeah well, if you, you don't uh, we're moving on straight away anyway yeah let's move along let's, move let's along. talk about a game that we finally got to play like together we usually do these like preview review things and we talk about a game that one of us hasn't touched and the other one has spent 40 hours with we've spent probably like i don't know Three hours, maybe? Or three Total? five hours with Avengers. Uh, the beta experience ahead of the actual beta itself, which when this podcast goes out, those on PS4 pre-ordered will have access to, and there's a whole bunch of different dates and stuff that go throughout August. Do you want to kick us off? Well, to be honest, I didn't actually know what I was getting into playing this. So I saw this at E3 last year in a really awkward situation. I think I said it a couple of episodes ago where I believed I had a booking to play or see the game, but what I had was a booking for an interview and I didn't get to see the game first. So I had no idea what it was. And any question I asked, they just said, we're not talking about that today. So like, but I, I couldn't tailor it to the demo they showed because I hadn't seen it yet because my booking for that was after the interview, which is a classic stitch-up. So it was a garbage interview. We didn't publish it at all because they weren't saying anything and I had nothing to ask. Well, and to be uh, fair, that's like every E3 announcement basically ever. If it's not something that they yeah. said in the press, like the, like the press conference that Microsoft or Sony or something, like don't even worry about it. So I, I didn't know what it was. And playing this, uh, it's split into two distinct types of game. So I kind of feel like this game doesn't know what it is either because the first, I would say, hour, you're playing this cinematic story-driven single-player experience where you play as, I think you start as Hulk and then you play as Iron Man and Ms. Marvel. I think that's it. You start as Thor. Start as Thor, that's right. I Because it's about. the Golden Gate Bridge bit. Yeah, like that's you play right. through all the that's Avengers the one by one by one, like basically just hitting almost like quick time events to get used to what they do. And then it will mm. ease you into their actual like light, heavy ranged stuff and that but that to me was the best bit of the entire beta experience because it was like this like focused very linear granted but like very narrative focused experience that was like the avengers like role play that i would assume most superhero fans want to play yeah so for those who haven't played I think it's another few weekends before it launches, but the that's the first hour, and then it opens up to the war table, which is essentially a Destiny wannabe. It's a bunch of co-op now missions, even though that first hour is very much a solo experience and it's an action-adventure game, it becomes this RPG 
um, basically a multiplayer co-op game, which is all about loot, which is not what you have in that first hour. And so it really, it's a totally different experience. It's kind of like, here's something which is kind of fun, but that, that single player experience to me felt kind of B grade. It was very 10 years ago, movie time, which we don't really get anymore. And then this is a, we see what destiny does. We want to be that, but it doesn't really work at all. Mm. So how many missions do you think we played about four or five? Yeah, I played through all of them apart from the villain layer or whatever because it was like a level 20 requirement. That's the other weird mm. thing about this. Like you had expedited XP gains for all these characters, but there is what, like five or six different heroes to play through. Yeah. And if I have been like leveling up the Hulk when I've been playing solo and I pair up with you and with like Jay or Honk or whoever else if I've leveled up Hulk, but you've also leveled up Hulk and we're going into like a level 20 thing, one of us will just have to like take a giant hit because only one person can be Hulk. So like, you'll have to be Miss Marvel or I'll have to be Miss Marvel and you might not have played her and she's level six or something. And like, you're just going to get wrecked. And then like this giant destiny esque thing of like, is your number good enough? No. Oh, did you get some gear? Is it a be- Is it a bigger number? put that on because you need number where it like it's just it seems very tacked on to a traditional kind of superhero experience yeah it's a bit confused i thought it was going to be more like the the opening part but as a co-op game so it would be story driven it'd be level based pretty linear levels but you're playing with your mates you're all different vendors you're destroying everyone because you're super powerful and that's the game Hmm. um I padded it out with this looting. I don't know why Hulk needs to loot whatever he gets. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Or something. Yeah, or like whatever. Ribs or something. I don't know. Ripped up shorts, which are better than your old ripped up shorts. It just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It, those missions we played were all clearly side missions. And I get it. This isn't the real version of the game. So my hope is that that opening single player is going to be replicated later for the main missions. And you're going to be able to play through this. And there's going to be a cool story there. My worry is that it's going to be gated behind these loot missions that you have to play 10 hours to level up or else it's not going to let you play that main mission. And it's just, it, it seems to be a game which was, I'm going to assume at some point it wasn't meant to be a games as a service game. And someone thought, hang on a second, we can, that's the flavor of the moment. Let's do that. So it just seems confused to me and it doesn't really work. I would imagine that Disney thought that and Square Enix just has to do it almost probably in the same well not in the same vein as like Square Enix and Sony went hey would you like some money and Square Enix said yes I would I would love some money Mm. now Spider-Man's exclusive to the PS versions PS4 and PS5 and like there's all this like exclusive cosmetic and challenge stuff that's just in the PS versions which is like that let's talk about that in a second that's a whole different kettle of fish but like it's just this weird identity crisis where it's a superhero team up game where the Avengers, like especially in the MCU movies of late have been all about like functioning as a team and working together and doing this and that and the other. And this game you'll play in single player because you can't play with someone else to do some of it. And then you'll have to join up with friends to play the next bit. Mm. Like you were saying with like the level gating and stuff, which I definitely think is going to happen. And then you'll have to be like, that was fun friends. I have to not play with you anymore because I need to do a single player bit to keep going forward. 
even in something like Destiny, it's not, it's not always a six-player experience, but that's like the best you can do in a raid or something. But like even in the, the lowest tier missions, you can join up with two other friends and at least have a concurrent experience with at least two other people throughout. Whereas like if you and I play together, it's like, okay, see in, I don't know, a half an hour maybe, like let's, I don't know, maybe you're better than me and you're going to do it faster. Don't, don't keep playing because I'll finish my bit and then we'll join back up to do this five minute it's just it's weird it's very disjointed that's the thing and if we were had happened to split for half an hour we would never reconvene because we'd have enough of the game by then because each mission is exactly the same they all (laughs) they all pretended to be different they said they were different mission types but it was very much a go to the point kill a bunch of robot goons end mission like it was it was the same formula and i get it this is a looter you're going to kill a lot of enemies, but there was just nothing else to it. And I thought there might be something else there. But there's no cosmetics unless you get cosmetics that don't actually affect your game. There's gear that does affect your game, but it's basically just a numbers thing. So you're not going to be ever putting on... Well, that's not true. You might put on things that will benefit you in, you know, like anti-cold gear in a cold level, but like you're basically just like putting on the highest number. There's all these tons of in-game currencies which seem to like apply to different bits of gear as well as like to be able to buy cosmetics and this and that and the other it's just like a whole bunch of systems that i don't care about at all on a b-grade licensed superhero game like you were yep. saying it's it's to, very to equate this to anthem and you you made that first equation like very early on when we were playing but you like it's absolutely true it's anthem it's just like it's a whole bunch of systems and stuff that like could be good if you wouldn't have released the game when you do and maybe you receive the feedback that we're giving you right the second and you refine it and make it better but like that's not happening this game is going to come out and it's going to be a broken mess and, and for we a game just be like cool like i guess that's okay fix it in five years like anthem is still being fixed right now it's like really mm, no one's playing anthem give don't up do that. that for a game that's out in a couple of months it was pretty glitchy too like there was a point where you <laughs> fell through the world I was and Hulk though, so I was too I was too, too, <laughs> too weighty powerful. for the, the floor. I think I we just had through. to quit, but the, the it was like a mini boss battle or something essentially, and the guys who were fighting just stood there still while like waiting for you to come back, so I couldn't do anything and you couldn't do anything. And I just kept falling. It was great. It was like I I saw the yeah. cool skybox and like this very distinct like square where the sun was. Like it, you could see the sun, but you could also see like where the sun's rays like just stopped permeating out into space it was great i don't know if this happened to you but in the single player part where you do fight a boss i've forgotten what it's called now some oh, like a bot like a two robot things uh and there's a point where i assume it's meant to go into slow motion when you kill the first one it stayed slow mo for me for about 10 minutes <laughs> and it, i almost smashed the game because i was just just trying to walk as a hulk like just lumbering like this and it just it, until the, the next cutscene triggered it stayed slow mo what's happening anyway well let's talk about the exclusivity thing so that that this is annoyed me to no end um because you don't want to play on playstation well no but like under this random like completely false claim that sony owns the rights to playstation which it does not what well, does to playstation but sony has licensed to the movie rights to spider-man that's it and and sony has made an exclusive spider-man game but not because of any other reason that sony gave or sorry playstation gave sony money and they allowed it to happen like there's no like sony does not own exclusive video game rights to spider-man spider-man was in 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on Switch this year or, the, or last year. Like it's you can put Spider Man in whatever game you want. That doesn't matter because Spider Man is exclusive to the PS four and five versions of Avengers. Hmm. So is how garbage. is there's talk of crossplay? How is that going to work with a character which isn't in every version of the game? Well. Yeah, I'm assuming if there is crossplay that's going to work between PS4, 5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PC, that those who aren't on a PlayStation platform will be able to watch people play as Spider-Man, but won't be able to play as Spider-Man. Hmm, but Sony doesn't even want you to see Spider-Man on Xbox, so maybe it's going to be covered up. You know how on Call of Duty you don't see the Xbox logo, you see that little TV? Maybe it'll just be like this blur. You can't even see who that is because you don't have the rights. It's like a bad Japanese porno. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> well, I, I did. It's fine. Not that I've watched a lot of bad Japanese pornos, but we've all seen like the Anyway, we're getting off the meme. Um, it's I, I just it, it's the, the last time this happened in a video game that I'm aware of is Destiny, where there was like a year exclusivity period on exotic weaponry and maybe armor, at least weaponry like the Hawkmoon, that PS players got to play with these cool guns for a full year. And by the time that they came to Xbox or PC, I don't know if the PC even equated, actually. I think it was this is before the game came to PC. By the time the guns came to Xbox, it had been a year, so Bungie had nerfed them. So by the time Xbox players got them, they were basically just useless trinkets that you couldn't actually use. And like, how is that fun for anybody? And we're seeing this again. So I, in this like it's, case, it's it's fun for Sony's bank account pretty much because they get a cut of every game sold on PlayStation, and they're going to sell a lot more there because of this. I just wish we would get rid of console exclusivity once and for all. Um, and I feel like if Microsoft did this, they'd have people like slamming them, whereas like it's Sony and they're leading right now, so like it's sort of okay, like. Not that they're getting a lot of positive press from this, but I feel like if this was Microsoft, it'd be like tenfold worse. But that's just yeah, probably. But yeah, the only silver lining is this game doesn't seem very good. So, you know, if if Spider-Man comes to Xbox in a year from now, no one's going to be playing it. It's going to go the Anthem way, four dollars at JB Hi-Fi. So, yeah, yeah I don't well, see it mattering too much. Hawkeye is a post-launch character coming to all platforms, but I'll tell you what, I would rather play Spider-Man than Hawkeye. Mm. Uh, should we move on? Let's move off, Avengers. Cool. Um, I think I will quickly talk about three games because you haven't played them. So the first is Windbound. It's a Brisbane-based studio called Five Lives who have made a survival game that comes out at the end of the month. It looks like Breath of the Wild. It has Wind Waker-like sailing and stuff, but it's a survival game. So ultimately, like, you just need to eat and drink water and forage. And it's definitely not my cup of tea, but um, I'm sure a lot of people like the look of it. I'm sure a lot of people who like survival games will like the feel of it. Um, but it was a hard pass for me. You can head to the website to read a review. And more importantly, there's, like, 20 minutes of gameplay, so you can really get a sense of whether or not you like it. Um, Destroy All Humans is a, what, early 2000s Xbox PS2 game? game. I played the original briefly. It's on Xbox One X Enhanced, I think, if you mm. want to play the Xbox version in 4K for some reason. Well, now it's a, it's a remastered 
title by THQ Nordic and Black Forest Studios, which basically has the same engine and aesthetic and dated humor, like army guys being all like, don't ask, don't tell, and just like, like, skirts, like, it's kind of like outdated and the gameplay is outdated but it's like kind of fun when it when everything works it works it's a um, weird game to re-release 15 years later well i feel like they're just gonna read like they want to relaunch relaunch the ip yeah, so like let's do this first but it was one. never that big it was a classic thing which got kind of blown up a bit in at that time game magazines websites weren't even that big yet so because it looked kind of weird, but I don't think anyone really played it that much. I don't think you it was that popular. Cows, there's anal probe guns. Like it's, it's a relatively easy thousand gamer score. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it even for that. It's probably like a ten hour thousand gamer score, and there's Ooh, far easier it. games to do that. Um, but like it's there if you want it. And um, we're not putting this podcast out on Thursday because I'm lazy. And if I talk about PGA Tour 20 or 2K21, I don't have to put out this podcast till tomorrow, Ben, because that's when the embargo is. Um, it's thank God, man. Like, so the golf club was an actual pretty decent golf game, a very like hardcore sim without like power meters and stuff that you'd expect from golf games where you can see like the, mm. the swing back and forward and stuff. Uh, and then they caught the interest, they being HB Studios and Nova Scotian. Uh, Canada-based studio. They caught the eye of 2K in 2019, which led to the horrifically named the Golf Club 2019 featuring PGA Tour or something like that. Um, But now, published under 2K for the second year in a row, they're just calling this PGA Tour 2K21. So the title's far better. Um, It's... I'll tell you what, the Canadian me was very happy at like four o'clock this afternoon, just like popping open a beer, watching the rest of the hockey games because playoffs are on right now and like completely empty uh, stadiums. Mm. And then just like popping into a game of golf by Canadians with an Australian commentator. Um, the graphics are kind of indicative of a Nova Scotian studio. So they're not like amazing all the spectators I realized will kind of just like stare off to the right, even if the green is on their left. So like, yeah. they're kind of like not watching the golf game at all, but like they're, they're there. So that's cool. Got a bit um, of Australian sport game about them. The old yeah. crowd is dodgy. Well, and they've made like cricket and, and rugby games in the past HB studios. Mm. I've recently discovered, but anyway, like the, the, the core of the game, the golf game is actually very, very good. And it's like that hardcore sim, that they've added all these accessibility options into. So if you like the power meters that show you like what you're supposed to be doing, and if you want them to pick your club, like that that all happens and you can dial that down if you want to as well. So as someone who can't leave the house, it's, it was quite a relaxing little jaunt through 18 holes here Hmm. and there, just kind of, would you recommend it to Sam Newman who can't play actual golf at the moment? So (laughs) I don't know if you saw that reference. I didn't, but But, um, I think he's trash. He was, that's good yeah, enough. Quite a lot of memes because he was outraged that he can't play golf and people just getting stuck into him. Anyhow. It's also it another is- game that I play on PC now with my keyboard and mouse, not a oh, controller. So. That's very old school. There was a Windows golf sim on like Windows 95, I think. It's really, really good. Do you just play like, actual golf? Um, I haven't for a good long while, but I used to mm. quite a bit. So... Well, now you can just play from your house because you can't go out and play. Exactly. Well, and it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's actually very relaxing. And I've been jumping into, I think I lose access to the preview build on Saturday. So I might jump in for a whole bunch more holes, even 
though we will publish our preview at midnight on Friday morning. But anyway, that's the games we've played. Let's uh, jump into the news. What do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about the big news of the week, which is Project X Cloud finally has a launch date. And a name. What's the name? It's just X Cloud. Okay. (laughs) Just drop project. Good. Yeah, it's no longer a project, it's a real thing. Uh but I'm not even going to bother telling you what it is because it doesn't apply to Australia mm. nor iOS. So mm. there was a secondary story out today about people essentially saying it's all Apple's fault for why it's not an iOS, uh, their policy. Yeah. Fix it. It's something to do with remote desktop, um, like the programs and having to own the content in multiple platforms. Mm. So like it all boils down to, um, when, xCloud was in preview they couldn't open it up like they did on Android so that you could you could only play Halo the Master Chief Collection if you were trialing xCloud on iOS and like Stadia doesn't have an iOS app to to do Stadia like that's that is what Stadia is like xCloud it's like a streaming over the internet thing you don't need a console you just use whatever device so I don't foresee this changing anytime soon so if you want to take advantage of xcloud you probably have to have an android Android device i would say microsoft will look into this more seriously once it's up and running on android i think they know that they need ios to truly foresee their vision of you get to pick the platform it's just a lot more as much as there's a load of android users the mainstream audience they're going for with this cloud the people who don't have an xbox or a pc are probably iOS users more than Android. So they will need it at some point. I do think their next venture is going to be a TV app for those people. So oh, yeah. Prob- now they've done a deal with Samsung for the Note 20. is going to have its own version on the uh, what's it, Galaxy or Samsung store. Yeah. So a slightly different version because you can have in-app purchases, whatever that means. I wouldn't have thought you would need many because you're just subscribing to Game Pass. But I guess if you want DLC, you can need to buy that. That's what that's for. Uh, but if they're going to move that so you can just play on your TV without needing an Xbox, without needing a PC, that's that next casual user that they're going for. Presumably, they'll do it with Samsung if they get LG and if they somehow get Sony on board. Of course, they might put up a roadblock, but they're also just Android TV, so it might just work as is on Sony yeah, TVs. Like an Xbox app, like you have a Netflix yeah. or an Amazon or a Disney Plus or whatever else. I think you'd call it probably Game Pass because that's the buzz, probably Xbox Game Pass, and then it's powered by xCloud. You don't need to tell people on that level that's what you're doing necessarily uh people like us will know they just here you go you pay your 15 dollars a month you get all these games on your tv yeah well and like something that i use and it's it's not the official version it's it's um one what's it called i'm being super rude and just pulling out my phone for a second it's called Hmm. onecast which is um on my ios phone and it is a local version so it's like the console streaming not the xcloud uh, version of putting an yeah. Xbox game on your phone, but it works stupendously well. Um, like, so if I if I am for some reason not in front of my dedicated computer or my Xbox, if I'm downstairs and Matt's watching the TV, like I will occasionally put on one cast on my phone and play a game on the couch, like watching TV or something. Um, yeah, but so like that's, that's I, different. That's always been the thing. So I've got the actual Xbox preview on my phone because it's android Hmm. uh i actually find it doesn't work that well mostly it does but now and again it will just drop out and you're just playing on wi-fi on your home network streaming from my xbox console to my phone 
it mostly works, but that's still where Microsoft need to sort their marketing because that is not xCloud, that's console streaming. But they probably know that's a pretty small crowd who's going to do that. People streaming from their own console to their phone is kind of like a little novelty. It's kind of like you can play the games on Game Plus, the hundred odd games there through xCloud. If you want to play something kind of niche or weird, you can play that through console streaming. Yeah. Which not many people will do, but it's a cool option. Well, and like they're making an, a, a, like a Windows 10 app eventually that does xCloud. But the thing I'm like kind of most excited about is, is when Xbox Series X comes out and we have all these systems tied together. So if you buy, I don't know, Cyberpunk 2077 and you, it's like 100 gig and you have to wait for it to download, theoretically you can start downloading the game but you can also like xcloud it to your console so you can start playing immediately and like off the cloud and then when your actual physical download catches up to or finishes on your console then you just switch and your game save and everything transfers over to console properly and like you're not worrying about lag or you know streaming off the internet you're just like playing on your console but you don't have to wait like we do now for like you know hours for the thing to download that to me is like the more exciting thing about xcloud it's like it's the the complement to the xbox ecosystem not like a full replacement of it but we won't be able to do that because australia was not in that first batch of countries so <laughs> no I 22 hope- regions all up <laughs> and we don't have it from the 15th of september which is probably surprising to no one i know we'll we're next year but i think we might be 12 months away yeah well, you know what's not 12 months away? What? Nintendo putting out a Wii U game on the Switch. Well, it might be 12 months before they put out a new game, but they have finally announced a game. So we got in the, frankly, ludicrous situation after Paper Mario came out where they had no more games in their release schedule. Like, normally they would have some trash 3DS game or something. There's just nothing, which I don't remember the last time this happened. And they finally announced one. They shadow dropped a release date. And it is Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which is, mm. I think it has a couple of new levels or something, but it's essentially a port of the Wii U game. It's so like it's, co-ops extra, and it's all the DLC yeah. and stuff from the original. But it's not a remaster. This is the equivalent of like a Game of the Year edition. It's just that here's all the stuff you could have got, plus a little bit more full price on Switch. So, look, it's a pretty good game. I would recommend it if you haven't played it, but it's not very exciting. Uh Presumably, they do have something else for the later in the year. But yeah, it just okay. says, well, maybe they don't. Maybe, maybe they're just going to say, we're scraping the barrel, Mario 3D World Deluxe. That's our last Wii U game we can give you. They've, they've almost run out. There's almost nothing left. And so, like the, what, what the other, only other thing that I can think of is like the rumored like, re-release of like Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and like all those kind of like it's Mario's anniversary type things, which are not well, new games. They're just re-releases as well. So. No, but if they got a genuine remaster, if they got, if you got Mario 64 in HD, that's actually worthwhile. Hmm. You have to play a trashy N64 version, which is tough to play on a modern TV. Same for if they do Sunshine and Galaxy. They're all SD games. So if they do some level of remastering that's worthwhile this is just a straight up port uh but the the bonus is you don't need to play on wii u so there's that uh you can pretty much get the whole library almost every great wii u game is available on switch now there's maybe three left which they will no doubt port at some point what's missing so mario 3d world is one that's already rumored that will come the two zelda hd games which are the only 
you know, everyone's done a bunch of like re-releases, remasters over the past decade. Nintendo have done two HD re-releases, two GameCube Zelda games. They've not done any other game as a HD remaster, which is crazy. It's weird, actually. Yeah. Think about how much money everyone else has made from that. Which is why if they actually did Mario, they don't need to do anything else this year. They can get away with that. Uh, and I think that's about it. So, And likely better than Destroy All Humans. So you're yeah. right. There you go. Uh, on the topic of old games on new consoles, uh, we have official confirmation from Sony now that the DualShock 4 will not work with new PS5 games, but the DualShock 4, the PS4's controller of choice, uh, will work with PS4 backward compatible games on the next-gen console. Hmm, that's a bit weird. So can I use my DualSense with PS4 games on PS5? Probably. So we don't even need the DualShock 4 unless you have a friend who wants to play co-op only PS4 games on PS5, then it becomes useful again. It's just weird. It's a weird decision to make because as far as I can tell, there's no great new features of the DualSense. It's, you know, slightly more ergonomic. I think there's, I don't know even what it has, which the DualShock 5 doesn't, 4 doesn't have. But yeah, function-wise, it seems like it could play any PS4 game. And it, it goes back to the, the different uh, mentalities, I guess, by... Microsoft and Sony, Microsoft's like, buy this game, it'll work on Xbox One, it'll then work on Xbox Series X, it'll work on PC if you have one, you can use mm. the same controller across everything, you don't have to throw anything out, like, just go for it. If you don't want to buy a new console, because you can't afford it, because we're in the middle of a crippling pandemic, like, that's cool, you can play Halo here, and then eventually move on. And Sony is like, it's 500 bucks, just US plus, who knows what the price is, everything you had before is moot like the games will work but like really just like buy all this new stuff and that like that's what you need to do okay yeah well that's it that's the traditional way of moving console generation and your 360 controller didn't work on xbox one uh your ps3 controller didn't work on ps4 but it's weird because they're saying it will work on ps5 just only for ps4 games so Mm. there's not a functionality reason it can work they're just choosing to limit it which is what's strange but the 10 Xbox One controllers, like the Elite controller that I prize, it's my like favorite possession, and like the old one that has like the, f- the grips that are falling off, I still have that. And all the other like you know random controllers I have will work mm. on Xbox Series X with new games, old games. So if like I have, if if it ever opens up and I'm able to have anybody at my house and we're playing a multiplayer game. And it could be eight people across two Xboxes in my house. Like, I don't have to go and scramble and buy new controllers. Like, I just have controllers that will work. And it's not like, oh, wait, which game is this? Like, let's get out the chart and figure out what works. Like, it just all works. And in a society where, like, one, the economy's tanking and it's hard to buy new things. And two, like, we're destroying the earth and we should be throwing away less, like, e waste like it's nice that i don't have to just be like oh these controllers are garbage like throw them away trade them away like i can just keep them and they will work to me anyway mm. but you should not be buying a second-hand controller during covid so <laughs> God, <no. laughs> you're gonna have to keep them but yeah that makes sense i'm sony are going for a, a massive you need to change we're not giving you an option as a hard cutoff and i think that's fine it's what we've always had microsoft are taking a very different approach um but what's going to happen when at some point they're going to have to move to the PS6 and are they going to do the same thing then? Are they committed to this forever? Or is this just the, what's their end game? At least with what Xbox is doing, 
when we inevitably get the Xbox Series X X and the PS5 Pro, uh, you know, they can just say, this is a, a more powerful Xbox. It's in the series range. It can work. You can get it. You don't have to get it. You can do what you want. Sony's going to be more of a, this is an upgrade, but it's the same generation. And then they're going to have to call a hard call, which I'm thinking is going to be in four or five years. This is not going to be another seven or eight year generation. It's going to be much sooner. Yeah. Whereas Xbox can just keep doing an incremental upgrade. So you can buy this if you want, but it's going to work on the last couple of machines. Sony's going to have to say at some point, which could be 2025, I would be surprised if it's later, this is now PS6, you have to move again. So yeah. they're kind of stuck in that mindset now. And like it's it's it yeah it, like this isn't just across peripherals this is across like mentalities. Um, mm. There's like an Xbox. Xbox is moving in my mind to like a game as a service and like the controller. They're already there. But yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and 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 the controller like it's been refined to death. Like, I don't think you're gonna get better than the Elite for sure. Like what they they put a share button on it. Ooh, like mm. that's that's the big addition. Um, Pretty good though because they're really missing that. <laughs> yeah but it makes it makes sense to kind of stop the, the 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 unnecessary iterations of of certain pieces of hardware or even to the point of consoles eventually where it's just like you know like eventually our infrastructure will be so good that it is just x cloud and just grab a controller theoretically like not for a good long while but hmm. that's i is that bad i don't think it's bad and i think if you if you're starting to position yourself in that place where you're getting like the Netflix style subscription out of people. I don't know. Yeah, you don't care what hardware you, they're using. Yeah. The thing which doesn't make sense in Microsoft's current game plan is there was several rumors that they were going to discontinue Xbox Live Gold because the whole thing is you can play on whatever platform you want. Uh, so it doesn't really make sense to only limit a console behind a multiplayer paywall. But uh, they said today we have no plans to discontinue Gold. Does that mean they're not going to do it or are they just not saying it yet? I think it's going to get bundled in with one of the other subscriptions. Like you don't need it for PC for starters. That's the thing. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I, I feel like they've discontinued certain month allocations of, I think it was the 12 month one, maybe the 24 month one as well. Mm. Um, with things like xCloud getting bundled into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Like I feel like we're just, we're, we're ahead of a, an official announcement and Microsoft doesn't want to say anything as yet, but they've already started like moving the pieces into position to be able to say like live is gone and it's, it's just game pass, which it should be really. It wouldn't surprise me if Xbox live gold still remains as a name and it's uh, you know, you, this, you get this as part of your game pass. It's rewards. It's a couple of extra games per month, which are not in game pass. It's, something else some exclusive features to your party or something mm. but multiplayer goes free because and, well they've announced that halo infinite's going to have free-to-play multiplayer so that philosophy makes no sense to have a paywall for that multiplayer you want everyone to play it and like with, with so live gives you it doesn't give you things like so ps plus gives you cloud saves well no like you just get that on xbox regardless so like literally live gives you multiplayer and live games with gold which mm. since xbox game pass is coming to play all every single month worth of games with gold has been utter garbage because all the good games that you get for free with your subscription like 10 bucks or whatever are in game pass so like yeah. we don't have a fall guys or whatever coming to xbox games with gold because 
they're already like Destiny is coming to Games of Gold, and Yakuza Kibababa or sorry, yeah, Yakuza Two is in Game Pass, and like all these games that you are excited for, you're, you're technically paying for for like ten bucks a month. So if they up, maybe if they upped Game Pass to fifteen and you got live and stuff, like like I would be fine with that. Like you're getting exceptional value still from from that package. Um, I'm paying for Ultimate anyway, which combines everything, and I forget what it's called. So like it's fine. I I I'm I'm happy paying twenty bucks a month to Xbox for, in yeah. like in the case of this month, what Microsoft Flight Simulator, Grounded, Tell Me Why. Uh, there's another one. There's like four games, first party Microsoft games coming out this month for twenty bucks. Like okay, cool. If you don't like it, you don't have to play it. But it's air quotes free. Like. It's, I think they're just cautious over the people who have prepaid, but they have not done that free upgrade thing or they're on a month to month and they haven't done that because they're just like, no, I don't care about this. They're cautious about saying, Hey guy, we've automatically moved you over to game pass because Xbox live gold doesn't exist anymore. You know, and here's an extra three months on us or something. They're going to have to do it at some point, but I think they're just trying to sell it a little bit better first. Yeah. And that's probably why they said no plans doesn't mean it's not happening. It means it's, we're not talking about it today. Uh, but we we skimmed over the last thing that's worth talking about, which is the fact that Halo is going to have free-to-play multiplayer, mm. which is very... It could be a trend for next generation. It wouldn't surprise me if all the big multiplayer games go uh, multiplayer mode or at least one of the big modes is free-to-play. Yeah. Even the biggest moneymaker of all, Call of Duty, has a free-to-play multiplayer mode at the moment. Maybe the whole thing will go free-to-play. It seems like you're going to be missing out. If you pull an EA with a Rocket Arena and you decide, no, we're charging for this, you're just screwed. <laughs> So I think Xbox is on the offensive here and they've realized this is where we need to be. And not only does Sony not have that big exclusive multiplayer shooter, they don't, you know, they let alone a free to play one. It's a big, it's something that they can kind of push out saying this is only on Xbox, Xbox platform. So it's on PC, it's on xCloud. Uh, and it's, it seems quite smart and it's really within their, their new philosophy. Yeah, well, and like even something like Halo um, Master Chief Collection is going to go cross-play across PC and Xbox One, and they're going to add mouse and keyboard support to Xbox itself, and theoretically, then you'll be able to filter out, like you can, for like a, a Call of Duty, like, you know, I only want to play with a keyboard and mouse person so I don't get wrecked, and I want to play with the controller people so I don't get wrecked. Um, and I can't imagine that wouldn't flow into Infinite then, so... Mm. It's free to play. It's across three platforms. There's going to be a giant player base, especially because it's free. It's it, it's it's certainly worked for things like Fortnite. It's worked for for Warzone and Call of Duty, like you've said. So like I can't like this. This is and this isn't a move to be like sorry that you didn't like the look of Infinite because it, you know, Craig the Brute looked a bit funny. Like it's this is part of planning that Microsoft put in place for months absolutely and, and they did come out and address that they said one this is the art style we've chosen i think some of the complaints are about that two we admit this is not a finished build and it's probably not looking as good as we thought internally now that we review the feedback so i think it will look a lot better when you're actually playing it and you get it they know that it can look better it's weird to not have ray tracing at launch yeah. on xbox series x for halo infinite but like it is what it is. And like I but like and saying that almost makes me like feel like I'm conceding that Microsoft's developing for like Xbox and everything else is just a, like a bonus, but like it's just it's developing for PC and different 
tiers of hardware and ray tracing didn't make the cut and it maybe it would have made the cut but of covid like i don't know but it's coming and i don't see any of these things as a negative in, in mm. the end well i think that pretty much wraps us up for this episode we've been here for a long time yeah sorry my bad you can go you can go like it's fine you yeah, can right, places I'll... to go you can leave the house and like see things i can i have nowhere to go there but it's 6 p.m you have like more than two hours before curfew because you don't have a curfew and that's right. I'm wasting my pre-curfew time with you, Ben, so I hope you appreciate it. You better get to the liquor store and the meat shop, which has run out of meat or something, and yeah. KFC is closed, and it's all uh, it's a nightmare. It's chaos. It's utter, it's utter chaos. Mm. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. I'll see you for the next episode and hope that you still have some level of sanity and masks available. And if not, you're the, you're the only host. You just take it. Uh, Run with it. I finally, we don't, the show doesn't even have a host. It's just a special <laughs> guest. We can be one of those shows where there's a different host every week and there's just no continuity. That's so it'll, it'll never come out is what you're saying. Yeah. That's, ah, that's, that's good. All right. Take Until care. Then. Have a good one. <laughs>